Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged on the Ginger's Perspective. And ladies and gentlemen, have we got a fight weekend for you. Today's podcast is dedicated to one of the biggest, if not the biggest, fight cards in the history of of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. UFC 205 is headed to the Big Apple. MMA makes its debut at Madison Square Garden and originally a mecca of of boxing, it could soon become a hotspot for MMA based on this incredible fight card that has been put together. And before I get to the guru of MMA in South Africa, as far as I'm concerned, Justin Ferrier, here's something to whet your appetite. Winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. They're focusing on me. I'm focusing on history. November cannot come soon enough. The wait is finally over. The UFC is headed to New York City. For the longest time, the UFC's been struggling to get MMA legalized in New York. It's finally legal, and now we're going to have an event at the most iconic venue in all of combat sports. Madison Square Garden. I'm always looking to make history every single day, and here we are again, more history. I want to introduce Madison Square Garden to this style, to true, pure combat. There has never been a fighter who has captured the imagination of the fans like Conor McGregor. If one of us go to war, we all go to war. There's something about his brash nature, plus his spectacular accomplishments inside the octagon that make him the biggest star in the sport today. I'm the most active champion there is, and I fight at all weight divisions. He said he came here to take over. We didn't know it was going to be in multiple weight classes. Connor has always wanted to be a multiple division world champion. No one has had the deuce in the UFC, so I'm going to go and I'm going to get them two belts, take out two divisions. If anyone can do it, it's me. (laughs) Nobody else can do it. He won the first world title with a spectacular knockout of the great Jose Aldo. Justin, tell me. How those goosebumps, how the nerves. I mean, you're not even, we're not even going to be there. We can just watch it. But this is something special and a historic moment we should be cherishing in terms of mixed martial arts. Yeah, I feel like this is, uh, this is making history and it is. It's, this fight weekend for us is, is massive. We've obviously got UFC 55 on, on Friday night. But Sunday morning our time is the greatest and biggest fight card in history. It, from top to bottom, it's it has to deliver. Even if only half the fights deliver, it'll be better than any other card that's been. It really is going to be something special. And, you know, it's happening in uh, the new president of the United States hometown, Donald Trump. Dana White spoke at the Republican convention, so nailed his colors to the mast. I'm sure the Trump will be at UFC 205, but it is the hottest ticket in town. I mean, you were telling me $50,000 or something like that for a ticket? I got an email that it was like 50,000 Ds and that's if you can get a ticket I'm pretty sure corporate sort of snapped that up as as trying to win over clients if you're a bank etc but it's I, I, I think it would be near impossible to get a to get a front row seat 
it'll be invite only i'm sure well we both would uh commit crimes <laughs> to be there or de- or donate parts of our bodies to be there that's for sure you can live with only one kidney it's okay <laughs> before we get into the nitty-gritty and the three title fights that we're going to focus on for this one because this podcast is just about 205 we will turn our attention to efc 55 after the weigh-ins happen but for now it's just about 205 and there's a few places that you can potentially watch it live. Uh, Justin, uh, can you fill us in with that? So we're doing, we're doing a couple of parties. Uh, I'm going to be in Cape Town for EFC 55, and I'm staying for the weekend, and we're doing, we're doing a viewing party uh, in Seapoint. Um, I'll put some info up on Twitter. It's at a restaurant in the main road in Seapoint. And where we started, my hometown, Durban, we're doing, we're doing a little viewing party at 4 a.m. Uh, in Florida Road, which is... We had 150 people in the pouring rain at last time for Connor's fight, so we're expecting to sell out very quickly. But it's gaining momentum. People, everyday people are wanting to watch it. People are more and more hungry. It just shows what Connor McGregor has done for UFC. I know he's even been given a Rolls Royce as a gift ahead of the event. So it's all happening. But let's turn our attention first to the strawweight title. And let's hear now from the two fighters involved. It's an all Polish affair. Every fighter is very smart before the fight with me, until the time when they get first punch. Oh, she tagged her again. Beautiful right hand. Not really long time ago, I became a UFC champion, and now I'm going to defend my title for the fourth time with Karolina. We're going to have an all Polish showdown. Kovacavich continuing to throw hands in the pocket. And more combinations. Whoa. She's very tough opponent. She's got so many experience. She's got the KO power. But I'm too fast for all of them, you know. I'm the best champion. I'm, I'm on different level, that's all. Total domination by Young Jacek. She said that I'm not at her, on her level, that I never fight with her. Now I am ready. Are you ready? She got tagged. Carolina beating her up here. Both these women are undefeated, and they have faced each other in the past as amateurs with Ioana Young-Jacek getting the win. That is the only loss that Carolina Kovalkiewicz has experienced in mixed martial arts. But now everything uh, changed. I am a complete MMA fighter, and I think I have stronger mentality than her. I'm giving her a big chance, and she should be happy and thankful for that because after the fight, She's not going to be happy anymore. All right, Justin. So, weight title is up for grabs. Joanna, your J-Chick, she puts her title on the line for the fourth time. She has got a 12-0 record. She is absolutely phenomenal. She goes up against her countrywoman, Carolina Kowalczyk. And, I mean, that could be interesting because the two of them going head-to-head under the big lights for Poland, essentially. How do you see this one going? I think Joanna's too strong. Carolina's good, but I, I like Joanna, man. I, I just want to highlight the fact that they are, they're both from Europe. Um, in, in a sport dominated by Americans, South and North Americans, uh, and some Asians, to have Europeans, a double-headed European, uh, about, that's amazing. That, that just shows the development happening in that continent. These two are top of the pops. And I mean... I know that Joanna comes out firing. She's got quick hands. 
you know, everyone's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. And I know that's a common cliche in MMA, but it's true. She rushes and she's got the other skills to back up with. I mean, top team is where she trains. She's got incredible sparring partners. It's hard to see her getting beaten at 205. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. It's just her intensity is on another level. I mean, it's one of those. Uh, one of those. You, you make a comment of, oh, she's not bad for a girl. No, she's not bad. She's good. She's good regardless of gender. She can beat some dudes. Carolina, ten and zero. Lots of confidence though. Going into this one, you got to feel well. You know, she's backing herself, and and can she pull off what would be a massive upset? If I look at the stats, Jana. Pips her and in, in, in most of the things, but only just, you know. Carolina's 10 and 0, uh, Jonas 12 and 0, but Carolina's riding a big wave of beating Holly. So th- this is good. I mean, she's the woman who dethroned the woman. So not, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's well matched. I just see Joanna winning. All right. Well, there you have it. Straw weight title up for grabs at UFC 205. The two Polish fighters do battle for that coveted gold strap. We also have the welterweight title, which is the co-main event of the evening. Tyron Woodley, the chosen one, goes up against Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy. Let's take a listen now to the preview ahead of this fight. It really does make for an interesting matchup. UFC 205, Madison Square Garden will host one of the most remarkable cards the UFC has ever put together. So to be um, co-headlining this card and be one of those guys that they feel is capable of putting on that type of performance, you know, I'm just honored. Tyron pressing the action here. Oh, oh attacked him. Big shot. Tyron Woodley is the new UFC welterweight champion of the world. This is the biggest moment of my life. No words can describe the feeling that I'm feeling, man, right now. It's just, it's so surreal to be fighting at the very first show at Madison Square Garden in New York City for the title belt. It's all smiles, man. Another spinning oh, attack! Another it connected, that's it! Steven Wonderboy Thompson! Whoa. The hype is real, ladies and gentlemen! Title belt, baby! Title belt! Stevie Wonderboy wants this belt, and he got another thing coming, because this belt ain't going anywhere until I get done fighting. I will retire as a champion. Wonder Boy currently on a seven fight tear and there's a lot being said about leg reach but Woodley I suppose he has the one centimeter reach advantage but it's the technique and the way that Stephen Thompson uses that leg reach that could get Woodley in trouble come fight night. I agree with you. Uh, I think the leg reach is going to be nullified because I think Tyron Woodley's going to want to press the pace and get him down. He's going to shoot for a takedown. I don't think he's going to want to stand with Wonder Boy. That's the that's the truth. I think uh, he's probably a better striker, um, and Woodley would probably be a better wrestler. And Woodley's going to want to take it to the ground. You don't think that that in terms of the way Stephen Thompson goes about his business, that that he'll be aware of of the wrestling strength of Woodley and the fact that you know if he keeps the distance, he's in with a shot. He absolutely is. He's uh, Stephen Thompson is by far the favourite. Uh, Woodley is in a in a unique position because he's champion, but as underdog, you know you've got uh, Woodley is a seventeen to ten underdog, and you, you've you've got Stephen Thompson as 0.5 favorites. That's uh, an impressive position to be in when you're not the champion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, watching some of his fights and the way that Thompson's going about, he uses 
it's it's quite strange. He almost uses a kick as a jab, it, just to like gauge that distance. And and the way he's knocked out some guys or the damage he's caused, that is incredible stuff. There's no wonder he's called Wonder Boy. But at the same time, Tyron Woodley is an impressive athlete. He is powerful. And if he lands a hand on you, good night, nurse. You are going to sleep. Well, these guys are welterweights, but they possess, especially when he possesses the power of a heavyweight. So he's got one-punch knockout power, as we've seen. I wonder what 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 is what has sparked my attention is that when Tyron won the belt, he wasn't interested. He, he tried to shut down Stephen Thompson and say, "I don't want to fight you. I want to fight. Uh, I want to fight a big name fighter. I want to earn money, etc." And UFC pulled rank and said, "No, you defend your belt against who we say you you fight against." And this is what's happened. So I wonder if Tyron is not at a, a psychological disadvantage. He tried to play the power game and got pulled rank on. That is interesting. I'm sure that will be irking him, but. At the end of the day, he's got to fight a dangerous opponent. The strap is on the line, and he's got to have the A-game ready. He's got to go in there, and he's got to produce one of the performances of his career today. At 16-3-0, Tyron Woodley knows there's a lot at stake going into Madison Square Garden. There is a hell of a lot, of, there's a hell of a lot at stake. There's the, the, the pressure of... of of being on this court would be massive. The, pers- the, the pressure to perform, etc. It'll almost be like debuting on a main card because you've got this is Dana White will sit the guys down before their fights and say, "Guys, you got to put in the greatest show of your life." And these guys are either going to rise to the occasion or crumble. Man, that is some serious pressure. Uh, I mean, is there a risk of that whole? under the big lights as you see a lot of fighters who make their debuts they go into their shell they they tend to forget the game plan and and once they're in the thick of the action they suddenly click into gear is there a risk for someone like tyron woodley on this stage to suddenly go into a shell and not be explosive and not pile the pressure on stephen thompson i hope not I really hope he's able to, to, to rise to the occasion and put the pressure on. But we do know Tyron is a better fighter on the front foot. Um, time will tell. This is the whole thing. You, you don't know. You, you, <laughs> the problem with champions, and it becomes a champion disease, is that you you, you almost like rest on your laurels while I'm, while I'm here now. While I'm here now. And you, you almost take your foot off the gas a bit. But you must realize that it's hard to stop a rising star. And I've said it before, but... Wonderboy is a rising star, yeah. and it's hard to stop that momentum. I mean, just interesting, quickly on the stats, and, and Justin, I know you love your stats, but the takedown average for Woodley as opposed to Thompson, uh, 1.89 for Woodley. We know that he's he's very solid when it comes to take takedowns. Woodley at 0.81. What do you read into that? Do you think that you know it's because he likes to fight off the front foot and push and press and, and put the pressure on that, that takedown is a big part of his game. Absolutely. Tyron Woodley, he's a, he's a wrestler, and he wants to put top pressure, and he wants he wants to make you crumble, and it's always easy to hit somebody when they're on their back. That's true. That's true. Well, it is the welterweight title up for grabs at UFC 205. Tyron, the chosen one, Woodley, goes up against the rising star, as you said, Justin. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's the welterweight title. Can't wait for that one, but... Although it's the co-main event, it's almost gone unnoticed because of one man, Conor McGregor. He goes up against Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight title at UFC 205. I'm looking forward to starting 
a new chapter of it. So this is where I, I seek to make history. I seek to break records. I seek to push myself, to challenge myself, take risks. I'm always looking to make history every single day. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get them two belts, take out two divisions, and continue doing what I'm doing. This is unprecedented, unseen. If anyone can do it, it's me. I think there's a lot of fans out there are disillusioned. They are being sold something that isn't necessarily what it says it is. And a lot of people want to believe in it, and I get that. But I think it's important to set, uh, tell the truth, and the truth will be told. I hear some fighters saying, well, the fans don't know real fighters. As, what? as if to say, I'm not a real fighter. So what the f are you talking about? I'm the most active champion there is in all weight divisions, and I fight at all weight divisions. I mean, Justin, does that not get you excited? A little bit like goosebumps, a little, a little like edgy on a your lot, seat. A lot like goosebumps, <laughs> not a little bit. <laughs> Conor McGregor is, he's the, he's the big show of the UFC. There is no doubt about it. The man has captured, captured the imagination of so many fight fans it's unbelievable but he goes up against a guy who's quietly gone about his business there's no big fuss around him he just gets jobs done and he he's a strong competitor he takes on the notorious for what is a historic or potentially a historic moment because should connor win this one we all know he'll become the first athlete in ufc history to have both the lightweight and the featherweight belt at the same time. I don't know about Eddie Alvarez. You know, just with with Trump winning the election and all these upsets this year, the, the Irish beat the All Blacks on the weekend. And you, just, <laughs> you know, you have this thing where, what if Eddie Alvarez spoils the show? I don't think so. I think Eddie Alvarez scraped in because he's a he's a New York uh, a New Yorker etc. I don't think so, but you know you have these things where you're sitting if you're if you're a betting man like I am, you think to yourself, cheapers, I've 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 hedged all my bets on Connor, and you think this I could really come and destroy it. I don't think so. I really don't. I think it's it's preordained. I think Connor, being an Irishman, uh, and the, the the Irish influence in New York, I think it's predestined, and I think it'll. It will ruin the show, but it won't ruin the show if Connor if Connor loses. It'll be like people will be they won't be able to believe it. Yeah, as you said, it'll be like the US presidential election, that's for sure. Yeah. Um why do you think that, that Connor do you, is it a skill set thing? I mean, we know that, that left hand is devastating, but Alvarez's right hand is also pretty powerful and, and has some knockout power there. Connor, one of Connor's strengths is that you uh, when you face Connor, you're fighting a machine and, and when I'm, I don't say that about Connor. I say it about his aura, his team, his energy, everything about him. You're fighting. You're almost fighting a nation. You're not fighting one person. So you've got all this pressure and all this hype around it, and and you're going, oh my goodness, I'm fighting. I'm fighting a well-oiled machine, not just one person. And you almost get people. It's almost like a, a robot. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do I beat this person? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a huge advantage. Huge advantage. It's a huge, it's a huge advantage, and this is the Conor McGregor show. All the promo videos, he is the center. He is, he is. He, my missus was just in New York. He's on all the billboards. Yeah. It's. I mean, we we sitting. We've just spoken about it now. Tyron Woodley uh, and Stephen Thompson. That is a cracker fight. It's a huge it, fight. It pales in comparison. Exactly. To this this it, is the Conor McGregor show. I, I know we spoke about the fact that Conor could lose. And it wouldn't make a difference to his legacy, but I don't know, man. It would just cement. It 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 would bring so many more diehard fans across to mixed martial arts. No disrespect to to Alvarez here, but you know Conor McGregor, he just appears more marketable, and it is because of his brash nature and and the way he goes about it. But he is a marketing machine, and and he does bring people. To the fight game you mentioned the parties that you thrown in the past and the ones you're throwing of course for the viewing of ufc but even women that have no interest even guys that have no interest in the sport are suddenly taking note because they know one name conor mcgregor that's what it boils down to and the ufc have latched onto this and they desperately would like to see conor go on and create history the question is though in terms of the way he's prepared is he he always appears to be a little bit too confident and I know that's part of his nature but is there a chance that Conor McGregor could underestimate Eddie Alvarez come fight night I hope not I, I hope not I just think the moment will be too big for Eddie I think Eddie knows and all these things that Conor says is true you, I'm your payday red panty all these things that he said these are true things you've won the lotto by fighting me and that's for any man to be told that he's he's uh he, is, he should be grateful that he's been chosen. That it plays a huge... It, it plays on your mind in a, in a massive way. Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put, maybe Eddie's too stupid to know that he's meant to lose. Who knows? Who like, knows? We've seen this. We've seen yeah. this time again, you know. When Nate beat Connor. Yeah. Nate didn't know he was meant to lose. No, exactly. Connor wasn't meant to lose that fight. He was at the, the odds were stacked in Connor's favor. But exactly. Nate didn't get the email and he said, Rob, well, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> but again, the way Connor's marketed himself, win, lose, or draw, Connor's the only one benefiting. All the money's going to Connor. He doesn't even care about win and loss purposes. It's all about. I read an article the other day. He reckons this is going to be good for me. I'll, I'll be on a billion by next year. And it's like a billion dollars from mm. fighting. It's unbelievable. You know, Tyson didn't make that money. People that are iconic and massive names in big sports that don't make that money. I mean, that's Floyd Mayweather, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great for the UFC. Justin, uh, let's look at the prelims. I know there's one fight in particular that stands out for you and, and that you've uh, got a close eye on. Tell us a bit more about the Russian fighter who's a little bit upset with the UFC at this point. Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's the one. He's uh, the grumpy Russian. <laughs> uh, word on the street is that he was used to negotiate Connor's purse down by three million because he's so good. This guy, the eagle, is he's intense. His sumbo is ridiculous. His takedowns are huge. He's a really good fighter. He poses a big threat to the division. He's come off an injury. Mm -hmm. uh, he's fighting Michael Johnson, who came off a win. I don't see Michael Johnson winning at all. I think could be safe money. That's what I reckon. All right. Khabib is somebody to watch. He's, he, he's, he poses a big threat and he's been hanging in the wings for a while. 20, so, 23 and 0 is an insane record. 
and 23 dominant wins. Yes. Not just, oh, I just oh, got a decision. 23 manhandling wins. <laughs> All right, quickly, let's move along. We've got the main card. Uh, we've, we've spoken about the three title fights. What other fights are catching your eye? Cowboy Serene. Got to love the guy's attitude. He's, I, I think he'll win, but you know, you've got Calvin Gastelum, uh, an ultimate fighter winner coming through, who's just winning for some reason. He he, he just gets through it. He's, he's one of those unsuspecting guys and doesn't look all that good, doesn't look all that intimidating, but he does well. But Cowboy, he's getting on a bit, 38 fights. But I mean, I love the guy's attitude. He's yeah. so intense. Yeah, I love the way you put it. He's not a company man. He's not a company man. <laughs> not, at, not at all. He says how he feels. I'll hit up the fighters union. I don't care. This is that he, he really is somebody that allows his talent to do all the talking for him. So he doesn't kiss ass at all. Or yeah. He doesn't brown nose anybody. He lets his talent and his skill set dictate how he says things. All right. We're getting to the end of our podcast. Justin, give us where the smart money is, where we should be placing our bets. Give, give us what you're thinking. I reckon a good bet is our man Connor, Khabib, mm-hmm. and Joanna. Right. I reckon that's pretty safe at 17 to 10. If you're feeling brave, you can add Misha Tate and Cowboy. That'll take you up to 6 to 1. Then, after the weigh-in tomorrow for EFC 55, I'll give a few tips on what I think on EFC, and you guys can take it and make it even longer multiple with the EFC guys in turn and, and try and make some money this weekend. That'll be nice. No one will be complaining about that. Justin Ferrier, thank you as always. Remember to catch us on csduplicy.co.za on the Ginger's Perspective. We're also on cliffcentral.com. It is the massive weekend. This has been our UFC 205 preview podcast. And remember to hit us up on Twitter at csduplicy at Justin Ferrier, of course, on social media. Get in touch. Let us know what you think. And good luck with the betting. Thanks, Justin, for your time.